Hello again, everyone, and welcome to it, and happy Monday to you. It is the Derek Hunter Podcast for Monday, the 16th of October, right? 17th, 17th of October, good Lord, who cares, it's Monday, for God's sakes. Uh, Welcome to it, appreciate you listening, downloading, sharing, telling a friend, don't forget to go to patreon.com slash Derek Hunter Podcast, that's where you enter to win the contest to uh, win an autographed book by somebody famous you probably like. You get a choice of two, so you don't really ever lose. Uh, I will announce the winner of this week's contest between who the hell is it? Megan Kelly and Rand Paul. I'll announce that winner at the end of the program and then announce who jumps in the arena next. Yes, that's it's not a popularity contest because it's just whoever gets their name pulled out of a hat but it doesn't matter doesn't matter it's glorious and it's free and it's all for five bucks a month you get four entries for five bucks a month some months you get five entries for five bucks a month you can't even buy a lottery ticket it's a scratch off Ooh, scratch off you get one in one trillion odds and you 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 usually win like your dollar back i don't even know if they still have dollar ones you can't buy like the mega lottery things for a dollar anymore this is a dollar per entry-ish, maybe a dollar and a quarter. But it's not much more than that. Anyway, check it out. Support the program, please, and thank you. All right, let's get started. We have a lot to get to. There's a lot going on. A bunch of stuff. Go- yeah, I just sit there and I watch these leftists, and I'm disgusted by them. We're going to talk about the trans ideology. We're going to talk about the uh, these environmental cultists. And make no mistake about it, that's what they are. It's a cult. It's every bit of cult as any, you know, the, uh, what the hell, the Heaven's Gate cult. It's been a while since we've had a good cult. The Heaven's Gate cult, people that uh, their leader was that weird-looking doe guy and they really liked Nikes, apparently. <laughs> they all had fresh new Nikes and they all killed themselves because they were convinced that they were going to get on a spaceship, their souls were, that was hidden in the tail of the Hale-Bopp comet. Spoiler alert, there was no spaceship hidden in the tail of the Hale-Bopp comet. They all just died. But before they died, they had turned everything over to uh, dough, all their earthly possessions, and they had uh, castrated themselves, the men. Not dough. He's not, he's crazy, but he wasn't stupid. He just found people who were. So he was a, oh, sorry, lady, you can't, uh, he can't help you. Your boyfriend, your husband can't help you. But but Doe can. What can Doe do for you? Well, yeah, it's been a while since we've had a good cult. But now we have one, the doomsday cult, the leftist environmentalists. They are the new uh, Jonestown. And Jonestown is wherever they are. No, they're not killing themselves and slaughtering other people. Not yet. It's only a matter of time. Can I just go out on a limb and say that it's only a matter of time here? Not even on really that big of a limb. It's really only a matter of time before these people start murdering people wholesale. They uh, they will. They will try to poison the food supply. They will try to poison the water supply. They will do something horrible somewhere. You pick the city. It doesn't. It'll be like London, New York. It'll be a major city 
where they will try to poison and mass as many people as they possibly can. Why? Because they're cold-blooded murderers? No. I mean, they are, but they don't view themselves that way. They look at it as they are crusaders, big-time crusaders for the sake of the planet. Mother Earth, it has to be saved from you, you evil occupants of Earth. Now, I love the fact, nature, we need to get back to nature. Just thinking about it logically. And I realize logic has very little place in this discussion, but just thinking about it logically. You have to draw the conclusion that we are a part of nature. I know. I'm not breaking news to rational, sane people, but to the leftists. We are a part of nature. So by definition, pretty much anything we do is part of nature, right? If we're, you know, you watch a lion eat a gazelle or I don't know if they can catch gazelle or not, but whatever, eat a whatever it is. And you sit there and go, that's horrible. It's terrible. And these same people go, well, it's part of nature. It's nature's beauty. You watch a beaver dam up a river and flood everywhere. Oh, no, it's beautiful. It's part of nature. And then you watch a human being go uh, build a house and they go, oh, that's a horrible thing. They're, they're ruining nature. Well, they're, they're part of nature. They're part of nature. I promise you, you'd have a different view of nature were you to fall into a lion's pit at a zoo. I promise you, you would have a different view. You wouldn't go, oh, well, them's the breaks. Nature, that's what lions do. They eat. So come on, let's get it over with. I'm, I'm pretty tender. I'm soft. I haven't really led a hard life. Well, these environmentalists are, uh, it started off gluing, gluing themselves to roads and gluing themselves to buildings. And now they're gluing themselves, they've been gluing themselves for a little while inside of museums. And now before they glue themselves to museums, they ruin or try to ruin the paintings that they're gluing themselves to the wall in front of. It's a horrible, harsh thing that I'm about to say, but I mean it with all due sincerity. As these people are gluing themselves to these things, there's people around, they're in a busy museum, and they're making a big scene. You see some idiot pull out a can of soup in front of, say, like they did Van Gogh's sunflower painting over at the National Gallery in London. Walk up to them and beat holy hell out of them. You know what they're doing. They've got the T-shirts on. They've got the billboard written across their chest. Somebody is going to walk up to them after they glue themselves to the wall when they're standing there and they're lecturing and just, I don't know, pretend they're doing, and I'll put it in terms that the Londoners will understand, pretend they're doing a corner kick with these idiots' torso. They'll bend your, your head like Beckham. These people are idiots. And if they were, uh, I don't know, if the, the men or the ones that identify, the ones that are actual men that still have their equipment, which probably aren't very many, but if they were kicked to what we called uh, where it counts, I'd imagine they'd remember that and you'd at least prevent them or lower their prospect for reproduction in the future. Because some people do, frankly, I'm not advocating for it as a policy. I'm not a uh, eugenicist, but we can all kind of look at each other with a wink and a nod and go, the gene pool would be better without these people, wouldn't it? UK Daily Mail has the story, Just Stop Oil. That's their, that's their name, Just Stop 
oil. They've given it about as much thought as that. And you've got to really wonder about the education system and the family upbringing of idiots who hear a slogan like, just stop oil and go, well, that makes, I'm in. I'm in. We can just stop oil. Well, take off all your clothes because they're made with oil. Like, there really isn't much in your life that isn't there without oil. The camera used with the built without oil, you wouldn't be able to have the camera that films you doing your stupid stunt. Two just stop oil protesters threw Heinz tomato soup at Van Gogh's sunflowers in the National Gallery in central London. They've been arrested on criminal charges and aggravated criminal damage and aggravated trespass, the Metropolitan Police said. The duo, named by the pressure group as Anna Holland, 20, and 21 year old Phoebe Plummer, threw two tins of Heinz tomato soup over the iconic 76 million pound painting this morning before gluing themselves to a wall inside the gallery. Police say the artwork was unharmed, but some minor damage was caused to the frame. These people have serious problems, and you're not going to be able to correct them. They have been programmed by the left. And you can sit there and you can say, and I hear this all the time, whenever I write about something in pop culture, I wrote about and I talked about on the show the uh, Troy Aikman thing, right? Troy Aikman did apologize. He said he was stupid for saying, you know, put a dress or hope they take the dresses off. He said, oh, that was stupid. I shouldn't have said that. I knew he would. I knew he would. I knew ESPN would make him, try to make him. I knew they would try to make him. I didn't think, I had hoped that he wouldn't cave, but he did. He did it in a fairly innocuous way, but he did it nonetheless. And you sit there and you, you look at all of these people and you think there's no way to to deprogram them. They are so brainwashed. They are so far gone. They are so far down the rabbit hole that there is no room for communication. There is no room for sanity. There is no nothing. They're gone. Some people you just shouldn't waste your time on. And that's these people. They can't really be deprogrammed. If you really truly believe that the earth is coming to an end, the world is coming to an end, you're an idiot. You're just an idiot. And you have been indoctrinated. And I, I understand you're not going to hear me say you're an idiot and go, oh my God, I am an idiot. You're not. Probably by the time you're 50 years old, you'll go, well, what the hell have I done with my life? Now, I want you to hear what this, uh, this is... Um, it's the pink-haired one. Phoebe Plummer, I believe. Is it Phoebe Plummer? I believe it's Phoebe. Yes, Phoebe Plummer. She's got her hair dyed vaguely pink. She couldn't even do that thoroughly. Looks like somebody just sprayed on top of it. The other one, I could have sworn, was a boy. Just because the name is Anna doesn't mean it's not a boy. Looks like there's some, some retin-A that needs to be used there. But they threw the soup over the painting... And then they glued, they put smeared glue all over their hands. And then they slapped them to the wall. And you sit there and you go, look, yesterday, my, one of my wife's coffee mugs got broken. And it was a coffee mug that was actually mine. I don't drink coffee, but it was a, a Heritage Foundation mug. Lice, I like the dark cobalt blue that it is. And so I glued the handle back together. It's kind of a pain in the butt because it was broken into th three pieces, four pieces, four pieces big enough pieces that you could glue, but in four pieces. 
And I had to wait. I was using uh, Gorilla Glue. Crazy Glue, you just put a little dab on it, and then the second you touch them, it's done. It's stuck together. With Gorilla Glue, I assume it it dries just as strong, but it doesn't bond as quickly. At least not the version that I bought. And I had to sit there and put each piece together and hold it for probably about a minute and then find a way to set it on the counter in a way that it wouldn't fall apart as it glued. And I had to do it piece by piece by piece. Unless they're using crazy glue, and I watched the video, they don't seem to be using crazy glue. You can remove these morons' hands from the wall pretty quickly and pretty easily because it'll take a second. They'll probably touch you. And then you can... I'd assume, press more charges against them. But I would recommend waiting for the glue to dry and then violently removing them from the wall. Not violently like beating them with a pole or anything, but just pulling them. Instead, they use the chemicals to counteract the glue. No, they chose this fate. This is what they wanted. There are a few things in life that bring you more joy than watching these leftist morons glue themselves to city streets and block traffic. And they go, oh, we're not going anywhere glued. And then some motorist who's like, I'm going to work, you jackass, pick them up. And you hear them, they don't rip their hands apart or anything, but it hurts. Hear them squeal as they are violently removed from the the street. Anyway, listen to Phoebe, uh, what's her name? Phoebe uh, Plummer. She's 21 years old. She knows that the world is coming to an end so she can... Ruin art. What is worth more, art or life? Is it worth more than food? Worth more than justice? Are you more concerned about the protection of a painting or the protection of our planet and people? The cost of living crisis is part of the cost of oil crisis. Fuel is unaffordable to millions of cold, hungry families. They can't even afford to heat a tin of soup. <laughs> no, are you making an argument for more oil? Because uh, fuel is not available to all these... Okay, so then we need more of it. What now? That's just not what I wanted. Hey, governor, that's not what I wanted. That's not what I said. Blimey, I I would say something like that. That would be messed up. What is worth more, the art or life? Uh, We're talking about life in general or your life? Because I got two different answers. (laughs) Depending on the scope of the question. Life in general, I agree with you. Art, nah, comes in, maybe not so distant, but a a second place finish. Silver medal, nothing to... Nothing to wink and blink at. But your life, your your friend's life there, gluing yourself to a wall, eh, I'll take Van Gogh. I'll take Van Gogh every single time. Let's be honest with you. You're, you're cheapening your life. You're screwing up your life. You're wasting your life. Why should I care about your life when you really don't want to lead it? No, I don't recommend. Look, you, you're not that bright. You fell for a con okay so you're not gonna lead the the greatest life you were out there normally something else would have gotten you some sex cult somewhere along the line would have gotten you if you're inclined to fall for this crap something would have some telemarketer some nigerian prince would have gotten your bank account number and ripped you off you were not you know there was a choice was not between gluing yourself to a wall in front of a van gogh 
or curing cancer, okay? You are not going to get a PhD in anything. So, you know, art or your life and all of your compatriots' lives, I'll, I'll take art. Thank you very much. I just, I keep seeing stories. About, the other day, the, uh, the 9-11 Commission had their big meeting. It was their final hearing. They call it a hearing. Oh, it's their last hearing before the, uh, before the midterm. It's not a hearing. There's nothing, there's no hearing. A hearing is you have, you know, your dais of members of your committee, and then you call witnesses. And then you ask those witnesses questions, and those witnesses give you answers to those questions. And you, you, sometimes you don't know where those questions are going to, sometimes you do. If you're a Democrat, you know what the Democrat witnesses are going to say. But if you're a Republican, sometimes you challenge the Republican witness. There's none of that. It's all Democrats. There are two Republicans on there, but they're, they're Democrats when it comes to this. And you sit there and you watch these morons. They don't ask questions of the so-called witnesses. They go, did you blah, 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 did you feel that Donald Trump was trying to kill you? I did. All right, let's go to a video. What are the witnesses there for? They sit there and they go, I, I felt that Donald Trump was trying to kill me. Oh, okay. Moving on. Now, let's, they're just props. It's kind of funny because it's the same people who whined, pissed, and moaned about those evil Republican governors are using those sweet, nourishing, illegal aliens as human props. And they're like, well, they know they volunteered to go. They signed releases saying they wanted to go to Martha's Vineyard or New York or whatever. You know? uh, no, no, they're using them as human props. And oh, by the way, we're calling witnesses in air quotes that are really just human props. Now, they're they view, allegedly, the left views both of the uh, groups of people as the um, greatest people amongst us, right? The illegal aliens are far better than, than we are, way better than we are. They, they're way better than people and smell better and everything than, than we filthy Americans are. And the people who survive, the survivors of January 6th, People who had a unpleasant three hours. They are better than everybody else, and they've seen some stuff. Boy, howdy, they've seen some stuff. So if you think that these people have been through so much, why are you using them as human props? Especially when you don't need them there. There is nothing these people haven't been asked. They're all friendly witnesses. They're all there expressly to set up videos. And that's it. And then they call it a hearing. And they call it a day. And then at the end of this uh, so-called hearing, this is what I got a kick out of. I'm not going to play the audio. Uh, I was driving around when this, well, just after the hearing. And I thought, I want to hear what these idiots on MSNBC are saying. And so they, it was Nicole Wallace's show. And she had a band of morons. There were four MSNBC contributors and Nicole Wallace. And you're sitting there going, what the hell do you need Anybody, you are all going to say the same thing. You all believe the same thing. You're going to say the exact same. What is the point in talking to somebody else to just go, well, I agree with everything you just said, and let me rephrase it in a different way. Oh, okay. What's the point of that? How bad a television is this? But they played a very long clip of the dramatic, as they said, end 
to the Januarys. They tried to come up with some way to get people to care, and it worked. They had the inflation numbers come out. Inflation still through the roof, higher, gone up, beat expectations, really bad for Joe Biden. You have all this proof that Joe Biden's policies have made things worse when it comes to inflation. And the lead story on the three nightly newscasts, sadly, where most Americans get their news, the lead story was the January 6th committee. Why? Because at the end, in a heavily scripted, and this is what's so bad about it. Remember, they hired the former head of ABC News to uh, the guy who used to put together packages on, on 2020. They hired him to put together this show, this fecal show. It's a heavily produced, that's why you don't really have witnesses. You have people setting up, human props setting up videos. He had them, he had Liz Cheney say, I think the only person, and she's so bad. My God, she sounds like her. Paris Hilton is a better actress. If you've ever seen, like, for a while, Paris Hilton would do cameos in movies. Because, like, oh, it's Paris Hilton, we get some buzz. And probably because the director wanted to, like, meet her and hit on her. But she'd show up and she'd go, that's hot. You're super cool. I'd love to go out with you. Like, oh my God, that is even. And it was usually bad movies, but even in decent movies, you, or bad movies, you can get some decent acting, right? Everybody gets their start somewhere, you know. But she just brought it all to a screeching halt. That's the level of acting that Liz Cheney brought to this thing. So I think the only way we're ever going to get to the bottom of this is if we subpoena Donald John Trump. He was the man responsible for every, everything. Everything, everywhere, everywhere. And Benny Thompson, the chairman, goes, no, no, wait a second, we got to have a vote on this. We can't just, let's do the vote. Should we subpoena Donald John Trump? Uh, uh, If you support it, say aye. They all, nine of them, aye. If you oppose it, say nay. And they said, nothing. Nobody said anything after that. And they go, the eyes have it. And then because it's for show and they want to drag this out as much as possible and make it pseudo-dramatic, even though there's nothing dramatic about it, they go, uh, I request we uh, do a roll call vote. Like there are nine people. Oh, got to get them on record officially. Nobody said no. There are nine people. It's not like a room full of 300 and you go, well, there was some rumbling over there. Somebody maybe farted. I don't know. That could have been a no. No, there were nine people, but they said, oh, I request the roll. And so they went through with each one of them. Mr. Schiff, aye. Ms. Cheney, aye. Uh, greasy-haired Jamie Raskin, aye. All of them. They said, oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. There, well, it is unanimous, nine to nothing. Very dramatic. I'm surprised they didn't have, like, an orchestra start warming up and playing dramatic music as they calculated these votes. It was such a damn joke. It's pathetic. And, of course, MSNBC chose that. That's what they highlighted. The nightly newscast, that's the moment they chose. That's more important than you not being able to afford gas to leftists. That's more important than you having difficulty and having to put on credit card rather than what you used to be able to pay for out of pocket to feed your family. That is more important to them. That's where we are in this world. This is that's led the nightly news. All of them. Then they got to inflation. Oh yeah, inflation. 
Inflation is, you know, could be anything, any number of causes. Vladimir Putin's name was dropped on NBC News as I watched that. They profiled the families like having difficulty paying for their food because they've got kids and uh, times are tough. And uh, they throw in the very, they're very good dogs. They throw in the talking points of, hey, uh, we've got a problem, you know, Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine. That's uh, <laughs> that's important. That's the thing. You're like, what the? Where does that come from? Where does this mentality come from? Where you can think that Ukraine? That's why we're experiencing the inflation that we are. Is it having a minor impact on certain things? Maybe. But we used to be energy independent. We don't need Ukrainian oil. We don't need Russian or Ukrainian grain. We don't need Russian oil. We don't need any of those things. And yet we're draining our strategic petroleum reserves. Maybe that's something worth exploring. Maybe when the first act of the president of the United States is to kill pipelines and end drilling, that might be worth looking into. I'm kind of getting sick personally of hearing about Ukraine because Ukraine is on the president of Ukraine, Zelensky, seems to have let his fame go to his head. He really seems to have seen everybody in the left over here in this country and many people on the right make a pilgrimage over to Kiev. And they sit there and they go, oh, he's so wonderful. Look at he's so wonderful. Amazing. You're, you're, you're my hero. You're doing this. You're doing that. You're doing the other thing. And at the beginning, I suppose it was nice and fine. But now it's like, give it a rest. Because now all the guy does is demand money. $5 billion a week. We need $5 billion. On top of everything else you're giving us, it's never enough. And when there's a prospect for some sort of peace negotiations, you say, no, I'm not going to talk to Russia. Dude, Russia, you're going to, if you really push this, it's not going to end well for you. All right? Because Russia's a lot bigger than you. Vladimir Putin is willing to throw a lot more people at this than you are. And now, granted, his military is out of shape, but you can make up for an out-of-shape military with a lot of people. You really can. If you're willing to let them all be cannon fodder, and I think I think Putin is. But you should be looking for, if peace is so important, peace is something, shouldn't you at least be willing to talk to him and say, no, 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 I can't do it unless there's regime change in Russia? Well, you're not dictating terms. You don't get to dictate terms. Now you've got this situation where Elon Musk was trying to broker some sort of peace because he he's one of those weirdos who doesn't want nuclear war, Elon Musk. And the Ukrainians and the Biden administration have poo-pooed the idea because they recognize that neither side can really win right now, at least not the way that they're fighting it. And they want it prolonged. Do you think the Biden administration is sitting there shedding a tear when some Ukrainian dies? No, no, not a poor Ukrainian. No, no, don't give a damn. Give it. They hundreds of illegal aliens are dying crossing the border. Let alone the hundreds, probably thousands, who die on the long march up here. And the Biden administration says literally nothing about it. Nothing about it. Well, what are you going to do? You can't make utopia without breaking a few eggs. Do you think they give a damn about some Ukrainians? No, they want the Ukrainians and the Russians to fight. They want that money. So they're willing to throw our money over there. 
because they're killing each other and it's costing Russia some money. Well, if the war in Russia with Russia is a cause for inflation, Putin's price hike, Putin's price hike, then would not, well, I don't know, wouldn't it be good for the American public to try to end that war? Wouldn't some sort of peace discussions be worthy of having? I mean, hell, we, we're meeting in uh, Geneva with the, the Vietnamese while we were at war with them. Shouldn't we at least entertain the idea that maybe we should hear them out? Maybe there is some sort of compromise. Maybe there's just some face-saving measure that Russia then pulls out of Ukraine. What about that? They won't entertain the possibility. Too many people are making too much money, and Joe Biden needs the excuse for his inflation. And they need to demonize anybody who doesn't toe that line. Elon Musk was providing, is providing free internet to Ukraine, the Starlink thing, the satellite thing that he has. It seems like a good idea. It seems like it was one of the things we explored when we were looking to get my dad some kind of internet. Just turns out that uh, T-Mobile worked. But and it, was, it was like a wait list, and it's more expensive. But it's probably more reliable and better, but whatever. It is a satellite internet. There is, it's not as though it's free, though, for Elon Musk to provide this. And it's not as though this company doesn't have fiduciary responsibility to not give away its product endlessly without recouping something. So it was reported this morning. Elon Musk Starlink says it can no longer afford to give Ukraine free service and asks the Pentagon to pay for it. Starlink has been a game changer in the war. This comes days after Ukrainian ambassador, Mr. Unpronounceable Name, told Elon Musk to F off. He told Elon Musk to F off at the prospect of a discussion that Elon Musk was trying to facilitate between people he knows in Putin's Russia and with Ukraine. Instead, nope, they don't want to talk. They are not willing to negotiate. Nothing, nothing, nothing. I understand people being angry, but the job of a diplomat is supposed to be to put that stuff aside. That's why they're diplomats and not hothead drunks at the pub. Elon Musk responded to that news by saying, quote, we're just following his recommendation. And I love that. Tell, you bite the hand that feeds you, and suddenly the hand doesn't want to feed you anymore. Then there's this guy, another so-called reporter, named Paul Masuro, freelancer. They're all leftists. Ukraine fights for all of us, he says, including you. The freedoms that make your business work are defended by Ukrainians. You owe them an enormous debt. No. No, we don't. Good Lord, I mean, can you imagine believing that? That's not at all how the world works. Ukraine was an insignificant player in your life before leadership in this country decided to make them the end-all, be-all, period, end of story. That's just the truth. Nothing against Ukrainians. I don't sit there and say, oh, boy, I hope they died or let them suffer or anything like that. But to pretend that somehow they fight for all of us, they're fighting for the freedoms that do this, that, and the other thing. No. No, they don't. I never had any desire to go to Ukraine. I'm never going to go to Ukraine. I'd never really even thought about Ukraine. 
Did it have a nominal impact on certain goods that I've purchased throughout my life? Probably. Something likely passed through there in the supply chain. But since Secretary Mayor Pete's been put in in charge of the supply chain, the supply chain's gone to hell. Nothing's getting supplied anyway. So what are you going to do? Elon Musk, by the way, said later in response to other people going, well, the Ukrainians died for your sins. So SpaceX is not make, uh, asking to recoup past expenses, but also cannot fund the existing system indefinitely and send several thousand more terminals that have data usage up to 100 times greater than the typical households. This is unreasonable. He's right. He's right. The left demands charity, which is, of course, not charity at all. They threaten you if you don't give. They threaten you if you step out of line. Elon Musk dared step out of line. And uh, now watch for the... Well, the government's already investigating him for his attempt to buy Twitter, which is still going forward. You sit there and you go, what the hell are they looking into? They don't need a reason to look into it. Don't you understand? Haven't you learned... Look at what Letitia James in, New York, James in New York is doing, the attorney general of the state of New York. She decided to investigate Donald Trump to see if he'd committed any crimes, not because any crimes were alleged. All she ended up with was a lousy civil suit that can be dragged out past the election that will end up with nothing. They don't need a reason. As Stalin's henchman, I can't remember his name, famously said, you show me the man, I'll show you the crime. That's the mentality of the left. All the while, there's an going, oh, the right is a threat to democracy, threat to democracy, while they're actually creating a Stasi out of the FBI. Now I want to shift gears to the, uh, the trans issue because there's a lot of developments on that front, and it is um, there's something wrong with these people. There really truly is. I don't get it. I don't get any of these... Le- they have to, it's not, there's, you're telling me there's no Democrat at all. Not a single one who's willing to go, you know what, this is a little bit out of control. We know what a man is, we know what a woman is. This idea of a birthing person is insane. There's tolerance and then there's insanity, all right? Tolerance is, uh, I don't care what you do, adult weirdo. Go ahead and do whatever the hell you want to do. Don't expect me to cheer it. No, the left says you you got to cheer it. You have to. If you don't, it used to be just, you know, don't start. There was never any, let's go beat them up or anything in mass. But now it's it went from tolerance to acceptance to cheering, to celebrating. Now it's you look at a pride parade and you're like, well, there's just a whole bunch of dudes and assless chaps walking down the street, shaking it in front of kids. I don't want to be a party to that. I don't want my kids to be a party to that. And soon they will try to make it mandatory that you attend a pride parade. Why? Well, because you're not celebrating it. No, I don't celebrate. I don't celebrate anybody's sexual preferences or whatever. I know preferences are racist or is a, a hateful term. Yeah, so what? Honestly, if the intent was to, I don't know what their intent was. I assume it was to get people to acquiesce, but all it did is solidify me in the other direction. It made me, somebody who's really genuinely libertarian on this thing, I don't care what adults do, look at more and more of what adults do with disgust and those adults as, with disgust and then want to 
fight back against them, especially when they try to bring it to kids. And you just sit there and you go, you know, I was on your team for the most part, but then you changed what on your team meant. Because I was down with the I don't care. I don't care. But I actually also meant the I don't care because I don't care. You're trying to make me care, and I will not be forced to care. So we sit here, where should we start off with this? I want to play you, this is Carrie McGregor. She's a psychologist at a place called Boston's Children's Hospital. We've talked about Boston Children's Hospital before. They used to have a whole bunch of videos of uh, their gender doctors, Suddenly this new field exists and we're supposed to pretend that these people know what the hell they're talking about. These gender doctors. She is, uh, Carrie McGregor is a psychologist at the uh, Gender Multi-Specialty Services. They call it GEMS. It's really child butchering. But they call it GEMS at Boston Children's Hospital because they're not servicing adults at, uh, at Boston Children's hospital listen to her first of all her tone and her look on her face you just sit there and you go i wouldn't want this creep anywhere i wouldn't want him within a football field of my kid i just you know get away from my family if i found out you moved into the state i'd have to consider moving that's the kind of look that this weirdo has. And the way it comes through in the way she talks, it really does. Listen for yourself. So most of the patients that we have in the GEMS clinic actually know their gender, usually around the age of puberty, but a good portion of children do know as early as seemingly from the womb, and they will usually express their gender identity as very young children, some as soon as they can talk. They might say phrases such as, I'm a girl, or I'm a boy, or I'm going to be a woman, or I'm going to be a mom. Kids know very, very early. As soon as they can talk, they yeah, okay, a one-year-old can talk. You say, a boy says, I'm a girl. Why? Because maybe Barbie was just a commercial on Barbie on TV or something. But no, that is a gender expression. Get him into the surgery as quickly as possible and let's gut him like a fish. Come on, man. Let's do this thing. What kind of a sick person is this? Now, I promise you that Carrie McGregor, psychologist, when she was young... Played with a G.I. Joe, poked at a frog, did all sorts of things, tomboy things. She may well have even said, and I'd probably bet on it, that uh, she was a boy. But I promise you, and I would bet on that if somebody had deliberately tried to convince her that she's a boy, that she would have fallen for it. She would have fallen for it. So then why does she still have breasts? I don't get it. Because what, what, how is that? Why is that possible? Why didn't she take a dose of her own medicine? Well, because as kids are kids and they don't really understand what a boy or a girl is and then they slowly figure it out, blah, blah, blah. Adults used to not try to shove drugs into their bodies to chemically alter them permanently. That's kind of the difference. Tomboys. Oh, well, that means that that they're really a, a boy. So, you know what? Let's just, uh, let's get the surgery light up. Get them puberty blockers. Let's make sure that they're rendered sterile forever because they had an awkward seventh year of existence. 
This is the face of evil. And I'd ask you, what's the difference between this and Joseph Mengele? And the difference, the only difference would be that uh, Joseph Mengele didn't employ parents in convincing kids to uh, partake in his experiments in butchery. He just stole the kids. They were in concentration camps, and he, he used them. Now the left is tolerancing these idiot leftist parents into voluntarily driving their kids to Mengele's office and working with their insurance company to make sure that Dr. Mengele gets paid off of this. Kerry McGregor wasn't done because they're never done. She continued. So in the GEMS clinic, we see a variety of young children all the way down to ages two and three, and usually up to the ages of nine. When they come into the clinic, they'll see one of our psychologists, and we'll be talking to them about their gender. We'll be talking to their family about how to best support that child and how to make sure that that child has the space and support to explore their gender and uh, do well throughout their development. And we'll be answering any parent questions. A lot of parents do have questions, and so we answer those questions. The biggest piece of advice I give parents uh, who are coming through the gender clinic at Boston Children's Hospital is to just be supportive. Um, sometimes you might not understand, sometimes you feel like you don't know the terms or you don't kind of get exactly what the child means when they say that they might be this gender, but the biggest thing you can do is just love your child and support them and just allow them to express themselves. That's the biggest protector as well against negative mental health effects such as depression, suicidality, anxiety that we worry about for our gender diverse kids and young adults. So that support from a parent is one of the best protective factors and one of the best things they can do. This, this woman is evil. This woman is evil and there's a special place in hell for her. Let's just be honest about it. Oh no, they're gender diverse students. What's funny is she says, well, bring them, bring your kids in. If they've ever expressed anything that makes you think that they might be one or the other, if they've ever think anything that could be confusing, we'll talk to them. We'll work with them all throughout their, their, until they're old enough to get the butcher surgery. We'll talk to them. We'll talk. Now, these very same people. These very same people. Remember a few years ago something called conversion therapy? Remember conversion therapy? What was conversion therapy? Conversion therapy was normally but not exclusively Christians who when their young kids said, oh, I think I'm gay, they brought them to a place where they could talk it through. Where they, they, oh, the left portrayed it as, oh, they'll just pray the gay away. They'll do this. Now, does conversion therapy work? I have no idea. I know that some people say it did, and other people say it didn't. Were they gay or not gay beforehand? For real? I don't know. They were confused. But there were adults willing to talk to them, willing to work with them, willing to work through them, whatever. And that was called conversion therapy. And what happened? The left immediately said, we need to stop this. And they outlawed conversion therapy in a lot of states. They outlawed conversion therapy in a lot of states. Now, what is the difference between that? And I'm in favor of that. Like, if you want to talk to somebody, talk to somebody, go to a therapist or whatever. But figure it out, figure life out. That's what life is. What's the difference between conversion therapy and what you just heard? What's the difference between conversion therapy and what you just heard? 
We'll be supportive. Your gender-diverse child. We'll do this. We'll do that. We'll give them hormone blockers as a preventative measure while they try and figure things out. We'll do this. We'll do that. We'll do the other thing. It sounds to me like you're going to spend a lot of time and burn a lot of calories trying to convince some kid that maybe he's a little bit of a tomboy or a little bit of an effeminate boy. And you go, no, 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 you're really the opposite gender. That's what's going on here. That's what's happening. Sounds a lot like conversion therapy, doesn't it? Well, this is what's going on in our schools. This is what's happening across the country in our schools. They seem to think, these leftists, that this is what should be and how things should be when it comes to our kids. They show any signs of it and they pounce. They show any signs of anything and they pounce. Well, everybody's going to show some sign of something. It's really weird how we've gone from gender as a, as a social construct, which means it isn't real, to now it is the end-all be-all and it is absolutely real and 90% of the, the population of the country were born in the wrong bodies. God's got a really high failure rate here. Like, what? That's weird. It's a social construct, and we need to pretend it doesn't exist to now we have to acknowledge it exists and make sure that it exists in a way. They, these very same people, by the way, who are saying, oh, they play with boy toys or girl toys or they, they wear a dress and everything, are pissed off at Target and demanding that Target integrate all their toys so there's no, like, boy toys and no girl toys. Now, I'll tell you, I went to Target yesterday at a birthday party this weekend for a friend's kid, and I brought the girls with me, and we were walking, the birthday party is for a boy. And we're walking around, I knew I shouldn't have brought them, I knew because all they did was want stuff for themselves. I explained to them, this is not a shopping trip for you. And, oh, yeah, no, never, never going to in a million years. And then everything, the one Quinn like was on the verge of tears because she wasn't going to get what she wanted. I caved. I admit it's terrible, but I caved. But um, it's, it's the wrong. It was the, I made them get something cheap, mostly just to shut them up. But uh, we're looking, and and Quinn says, "Can we go?" They call everything the collection. You got the girl collection, the boy collection, the. Uh, the cat collection for the cat. Like everything is just, I don't know where they get these from, but it's straight out of fashion. They are, they are girls. And she goes, we need to go to the boy collection. And we're, we're looking at like bikes or something. We need to go to the boy collection. And like, there's no ambiguity there. Kids will just say, and they don't, they're not conscious of it. Because they wanted, they want some Spider-Man things. They want some Batman. They they like those things. They like the She-Hulk, even though the the series finale was terrible. I mean, the series was not great, but the finale was like one of the worst things ever in the history of television. Kids are kids. They don't sit around and really think about it because while well, they say they want to go to the boy collection to get something for their friend who's turning six, they also look at. The Barbies, like, well, maybe this kid would like this. Like, well, it's not really. I don't say anything. I already knew what I was going to get. There was no point in arguing with them. Kids figure it out. But you also realize the fragility of these kids. That if you were a nefarious adult, if you were a Carrie McGregor, 
whose job exists, whose livelihood exists expressly for the purposes of uh, dealing with people that don't really exist all that often, certainly not at that age, guess what you're going to do? You could manufacture a lot of them. So you put out a video that says, well, if your kids show any signs of this, bring them in. We'll talk to them. Don't worry. The most important thing you could do is be accepting, which accepting is code for enabling. The second the kid says, uh, no, I feel like I'm a boy, then they're a boy and treat them like a boy. But what if they say that I'm a girl? No, no, no. They're, they're just confused. That's society pushing back on them. It's evil. It's grooming. And it is conversion therapy by a different name. But it's conversion in a way that the left wants. So they don't really give a damn. So you got the... Uh, psychologist at Boston Children's Hospital saying, hey, you know what? Kids know in the womb. Hmm. Weird. Now you've got uh, a whole bunch of other... If kids know... Why don't you just leave kids alone if kids know in the womb? If kids know these things, if kids figure these things out, why don't you just leave kids alone to be kids? Right? They, they'll figure their life... No, they can't. Because where's the status? There's a status in having a trans kid. In a lot of circles, not in every circle, but in a lot of circles. And there's also fear of, uh, what do I say if uh, Betty comes home one day from freshman year in high school and says, I'm now a boy. Like, uh, no, you're not. No, because what? Going to report me to somebody? Going to start complaining about me on social media? Is it going to make my life a living hell? What do you do? Well, you can't, again, you can't leave anybody alone. That's not allowed. The busybody left will not leave you alone. They will hound you to the ends of the earth because they've got nothing better. Who the hell wants to spend time with them? They've got nothing better to do. But then they end up, you know, inflicting themselves on everybody constantly. That's, again, what they do. But every once in a while, they get caught. And every once in a while, they have to back down. School district out in California is feeling the wrath of parents right now because they were having a drag show. I'm trying to think of the best way to put this. A drag show. They'd bill it as family-friendly drag show. And a queer Halloween it's called Boo Bash. Boo Bash. Ooh, what could be wrong? It's Boo Bash, it's Halloween. Everybody wants to be part of Boo Bash, right? Well, no, the school district out there is involved in this. The Boo Bash. Now, what are they doing? It was, it was scheduled for October 29th from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. October 29th is a Saturday. So right in the Saturday afternoon. The queerest free Halloween party for youth and families. Again, this is the Olive and Hain. Olive and Hain? I don't know. Olive and then N and H A I N. Pioneer Elementary. It's all one word. Olive and Hain. Pioneer Elementary School out in California. And they said it's the queerest free Halloween party for youth. Okay. An afternoon full of fun and more. And here's what they're offering. Uh, games, 
trick-or-treating costume contest, and a drag show, family-friendly drag show. Why the hell is there a drag show? This is for kids. This is at an elementary school. How is What is a family-friendly drag show? There is no such thing in my book. Well, parents looked into it a little bit further, and it turns out that one of the um, sponsors of the event, now this is in Southern California, one of the sponsors of the event is Align Surgical Associates Incorporated. Now, what is Align Surgical Associates Incorporated? It is a Quote, gender confirmation, confirmation surgery for trans women, trans men, non-binary, and gender diverse individuals. Huh. But the catch is they're located in San Francisco. More than 500 miles away. This is down south of Los Angeles. This school district. That's where this transgender uh, drag queen family friendly drag show was going to take place. And you see they're going, why the hell is this? Well, they're recruiting. It's a recruiting thing. For like two, three hundred bucks, they get to recruit kids. Why not? It's a hell of a business model. That's what it is. You want to talk about you know, grooming. You want to talk about conversion therapy. You get people involved in an event like this for kids, for elementary school kids, for people whose job is dependent upon more and more kids, quote unquote, being confused. And what do you think you're going to get? How do you think that's going to work out? And all you got to do, look, you start getting filling kids' heads with ideas, especially in elementary school. You can fill a kid's head in elementary school with just about anything you want. Just about anything you want. I saw a big inflatable Santa Claus the other day. You can fill kids' heads with anything you want, no matter how patently absurd, because they don't know any better. It's the innocence of children. And there is an entire industry cropping up, taking advantage of that innocence to butcher children permanently. Well, the parents found out about this out in California. They were none too happy. This is in uh, Ensenada, I think. I'm not really sure how to pronounce uh, the school district. They had a school board meeting. The school board signed off on this. Obviously, this is an official school-related event. And so the school board got an earful as they should have. They got off light. They got off easy. But I want to play one mother in particular. It's about two minutes long, but it is well worth it. She is prepared. She's standing there with a a binder. She's got a three-ring binder. She knows exactly what she wants to say. She has prepared for it. And the language is, it's not obscene or anything, but she is particularly angry. And so she lets them have it in terms that they probably didn't like, but I think you will. I just want to know what it is uh, that makes a drag show family friendly. Because 
if you follow it to its logical conclusion, you can slap family-friendly titles on anything. You can have family-friendly gentlemen's clubs, family-friendly strip shows, family-friendly Fifty Shades of Grey read-alouds. Will you appro approve my flyer if I want to host in all the sex secrets of the Kama Sutra for kids and families, if it's family-friendly? Oh. That's my question. Wow. Come on. Uh, what is it about a grown man? And I honestly, sincerely, as a woman, mean this. What is it about a grown man costumed in a sparkly bra with augmented boobs busting out a leather miniskirt barely covering his twerking ass with tuck tape on his front while spreading his fishnetted legs as he writhes on the ground grinding his groin next to a minor family-friendly you owe us an answer no. and you know you don't get to hide by just taking something down off peach tree and calling it a day you owe an explanation right. and an apology problem with child porn, with sex trafficking, you, a little school district board of adults, made the decision to feature an event to hyper-sexualize young children. Do you want to know that the word that defines that? It's groomer. You all played the activist pimp for an aligned surgical center and for a 21-plus gay bar. It makes you groomers and activist pimps, and we won't have those sitting on a school board who oversees the education of our children. You all stepped out of line. You should be ashamed. Yep. Yep. There's nothing loving. No. There's nothing. Let's unite and include. Because the logical conclusion of that is you end up in diabolical evil. There are boundaries. And you don't slap family-friendly titles on stuff to cover your ass. Amen. She'd had enough. She was not alone, by the way. They all went after these school board members. They're shameless. They're absolutely shameless. Could you imagine? It's family friendly. It's family. Bring a Bible into that school. Try and organize uh, just a, a, hey, let's do a little uh, after school prayer. Thing. You watch these very same people go, no, no, you can't possibly have it. That is hate crap. Don't bring that stuff into this school. Don't bring that filth into this school. Okay, fine. Well, then why does that dude over there in the fishnet bodysuit with nothing else except for a couple of Band-Aids, why does that person get to come into school? Why is that person officially sanctioned by the school and, quite frankly, probably paid for by the school out of the money they got from the transgender surgery clinic and the adult gay bar? Why in the hell is an adult gay bar sponsoring an event at a in an elementary school. Why would any bar sponsor an event at, a, at an elementary school? Why the hell would you do that? Yeah. Well, eventually they're going to drink. Okay, yeah, but you know the, the odds are you're going to be well out of business by the time they're old enough to drink legally. Unless they've got something else going on there, who knows? Then there's really no reason for you to be pandering or patronizing uh, children, right? shouldn't it? But that's not the way the left works. Can't tell a kid, hey, wait a second. If you don't want to be gay, well, let's talk about it. That's conversion therapy. You know, you, maybe you come to terms with it. Who cares? It's your life. You do what you want. But no, 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 that's conversion therapy. Outlawed, outlawed. A kid can't even choose it. The kid can't. Democrats have outlawed it to the point that the kid 
can't even choose it. But they'll officially sponsor events where the kid can choose as early as in the womb that, uh, you know what, I'm not, God made a mistake. God made an oopsie. How about you just keep this crap out of schools? What a novel idea. There's a guy out there advocating for this uh, thing, coast to coast. His name, he goes by the uh, Twitter handler, Twitter handle Billboard Chris. It's at Billboard Chris, and he has BillboardChris.com. Chris spelled the traditional way. He builds himself the father of two girls traveling North America to expose gender ideology and why children cannot consent to medical transition. He was in Virginia, Loudoun County, Virginia, the other day, outside of Stonebridge High School, where a lot of this stuff with critical race theory and this gender radicalism started. The left loves it. They're relentless. They've been turned out. There have been recalls. There have been protests. There have been every, it doesn't matter. Nothing stops these people. They don't give a damn. You have to. You can't just uh, stand up to them. You have to destroy them. You have to get them out of office and make sure that they never come pl- close to sniffing power again. That's the only way. Well, he, uh, Billboard Chris was outside of Stonebridge High School in Loudoun County, Virginia. He tweeted, I'm outside Stonebridge County High School in uh, Loudoun County, Virginia, where a school principal is accusing me of slurs and hate speech. Principal Flynn, I just think we shouldn't be teaching kids that they are born in the wrong body. They are beautiful as they are. No puberty blockers needed. There's a picture of himself outside Stonebridge High School. He's got a, he wears a sandwich board. It says gender ideology does not belong in schools. That's the entirety of what it says. It doesn't say, oh, I know, gays, this, that, and the other. Nope, doesn't say anything about that. That sign, which again, in its entirety, reads gender ideology does not belong in schools. And then is URL at the bottom, billboardchris.com. That's the entirety of it. That sandwich board caused the principal of Stonebridge High School in Loudoun County to send out the following email. Stonebridge families, this is Principal Tim Flynn. This morning, a protester not affiliated with Loudoun County or Loudoun County Public Schools. Okay, so then there are protesters that are affiliated with Loudoun County and Loudoun County Public Schools in Europe. Are those the left-wing protesters? Is that Probably was on public property just off campus. He was displaying rhetoric that members of our student body and school community found offensive. Oh, they found these offensive. It's just offensive. What were the words again? Just so you know, gender ideology does not belong in schools. That's what they found offensive. Oh, my goodness. Pearls firmly clutched. The email continues. Again, this is the principal, Tim Flynn. While Stonebridge administration respects an individual's First Amendment right to free speech, we reject and condemn the use of any slur and hate speech. It does not reflect our values. What slur? What hate speech? Just to go back to it so you know, the entirety of the sign read, gender ideology does not belong in schools. Oh, we will not, no slurs or hate speech we will not, do not reflect our values. We will continue to stress the importance of respect towards one another, positive communication, and healthy relationships within our school community, so long as you don't disagree with the left-wing ideology. I want you to know that Stonebridge counselors and other members of the Unified Mental Health Team 
are available to support students if they want to discuss their feelings about this incident. <laughs> Bring in the, uh, well, the groomers. Hey, did you, you did see that sign? Did you not like it? Well, it's probably a good chance that deep down subconsciously, it's because you're trans. We can explore that a little bit more, but do yourself a favor. Do everybody a favor. Don't tell your parents, okay? We want to discuss this? Look, if your kid needs counseling over a guy wearing a sandwich board that says gender ideology does not belong in schools, first of all, how the hell does it... Uh, what, what, what are the odds of them seeing it? Secondly, your kid needs a lot more help than that. Your kid needs a lot more help than that. We take matters that involve our students' safety, both physical and emotional, seriously, and we will continue to enhance our efforts in cultivating a culture of kindness, inclusivity, and affirmation for every member of our student body and staff, as long as they're not Christian, who believe that, you know, men are men and women are women. Ugh. If you have any questions or concerns, please feel free to contact me directly, and there's his email address. Oh, I'm Tim Flynn, principal of Stonebridge High School. I will save your children the indignity of the horror of being exposed to opinions that up until about 22 minutes ago were the norm in society. They're the reason why everybody's here. All right? This is a, a hyperventilating wussification of society on a level that is, uh, I don't know, it, you're sitting there and you go, is this why Rome fell? Is this where society, how society falls apart? Society isn't falling apart. Society is being smothered with a pillow by a very small group of people in that society. That's what they're doing. That's what they are. That's where they are. It's being killed. Society is being killed for attempted murder by these leftists so that they can remake it in their own image. God help us if they succeed. I want to play because Billboard Chris was filming. There was a mother who stopped to talk to Billboard Chris about what is he doing. She saw that sign, that horrible, horrible hate-filled sign that uh, the principal there saw, Principal Flynn, Tim Flynn. Uh, saw that sign that read gender ideology does not belong in schools. And she decided that she had to roll down the windows of the minivan and let Billboard Chris know that he's just not welcome around these. We don't take kindly to people like you. Um, she didn't really know what was going on. She's got a, I don't know, it's a minivan or a crossover thing. She's filming herself too. You can tell that she recognized that she comes off as an idiot. You can always tell this when somebody like is filming themselves and you go, well, th this person is being filmed and they're filming it too. Both sides are filming it. Whichever side posts it is the side that realizes that they look a lot better than the other side. If both, You never see a situation where they both post it, right? They don't both. Po this woman hasn't posted her video. Why? She probably went home and watched it and said, oh, my God, I sound horrible. I sound like an idiot. I'm not going to post this. But thank God Billboard Chris did it. This is an example of a mother, a liberal mother, who doesn't know what the hell is going on, doesn't know what she's talking about, but she is confident in her ignorance. My name's Chris. Great. Good job, Chris. Good job. What a great day. What have you accomplished? Do you think it's fine to alter the body of a child? What have you accomplished? Do you think it's fine to alter the body of a child? What have you accomplished? I'm here to have conversations with nice people like you. What have you accomplished? I'm here to have nice conversations with people. 
I'm not here to have a conversation with you. Okay. You are here for a reason. Have you accomplished your reason? The hate, hateful reason. You think have you accomplished hate? it? Have you accomplished it? You think telling children that they're beautiful as they are and asking them to be allowed to grow up is hateful? If you want you children to be who they are, is? what do you think my position is? If they want, if you want people to be who they are, let them be who they are. So, do you think sterilizing children is helping them to be who they are? Sterilizing children? Yeah. How are they sterilizing children? Are you aware of puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones? Oh my gosh, you are. Do you watch? Let me ask you something. Do you watch anything other than Fox News? So, I've been traveling North America for over two years, Doing having conversations what? like this. Hate? I've had more conversations about this subject than anyone in the world. Do you have a child that is gay or transgender? you'd like to come back and get a little educated later today, feel free to come on out. Do you have a child that is gay or transgender? What would you do if your child is gay or transgender? What's a transgender child? So you tell me. No, you tell me. Because I can never get an answer to this. Thank you, Kim! Dude, I don't have time. What's a transgender child? Hi. Keep spreading your hate. She can't answer a basic question. She can't have a civil conversation. Um, she is irrational. She is progressive. She's a mother, too. Those poor damn kids. want to shift gears because this is, uh, you know, I talked to you about uh, Troy Aikman the other day, and I knew that he was going to be, not, he's going to be pressured, forced to apologize, and he did. Oh, gee, sorry about that. I shouldn't have said, I hope they take the dresses off. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's horribly misogynistic. And the reporting from Yahoo Sports was all about how horribly misogynistic it was what he said. It's like, my God, get a life, dude. I don't understand these sports writers. If you hate sports, why do you write about sports? And you do. Make no mistake, you hate about hate sports. All these sports writers, they're just trying to ruin sports for everybody. But um, there's another thing out of the sports world. The coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a guy named Todd Bowles, apparently, he happens to be black. And at a press conference the other day, he's going up against another coach who happens to be black. The sports media that hates sports but loves left-wing politics can't help but know, hey, you know, remember when Martin Luther King, the, the I had a dream thing about content and character, not the color of the skin? All left sees is color of the skin. That's all they see. So, of course, the tolerant progressive leftist pieces of garbage with the press passes out there have to ask, hey, you're a black coach going against a black coach. It's got to be kind of special, isn't it? <laughs> what do you, do you guys get along? Are you, uh, there aren't too many black coaches. Are you two, like, male betas that when you're together, one must die? Are you Highlanders secretly trying to cut each other's heads off when you're near one another? And uh, Coach Bowles swats it away, beautifully swats it away. Of course, that doesn't stop the idiots in the press corps from going back and circling back at it. But let's listen to the first part of it. And then you'll, it, it's just, un, well, listen to the whole thing. You you and Mike Tomlin are two of the few black head coaches in the league. I wonder what your relationship is like with them and your thoughts on Steve Wilkes joining that bowl. I have a very good relationship with Tomlin. Uh, we don't look at what color we are when we coach against each other. We just know each other. I have a lot of very good white friends that coach in this league as well and I don't think it's a big deal as far as us being coaching against each other I think it's normal Wilkes got an opportunity to do a good job hopefully he does it and we coach ball we don't look at color but you also understand that representation matters too right and that when young aspiring coaches or even football players they see you guys 
you know, they see someone that looks like them, maybe grew up like them, that has to mean something. Well, when you say you see you guys and look like them and grow up like them, it means that we're eyeballs to begin with. And I think the minute you guys start stop making a big deal about it, everybody else will as well. <laughs> you got to love that second reporter. Yeah, but I mean you you recognize. Hey, wait, he's not towing, he's not he's not obeying the the left-wing progressive mindset. Um <clears throat> but you you're talking about uh people just being people there. But you understand that you're not just people, right? That you're black, right? 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 You get that, right? And uh, you guys talk about this. You're you're actually otherizing us. You're otherizing me. You guys, you guys. You know it's just some white suburbanite liberal reporter out there. But you guys understand that people like you, it's good for everybody to see people like you because otherwise, how else would somebody know that they too can do a job? Because, you know, what? what, human beings are so wildly different? It's the opposable thumb that makes us different from the animals. It's you morons on the left that try and ignore that fact and, and make it something else but i love the way he just kind of swats it away he's going to catch hell i'm sure that there's going to be more questions about this he's going to catch hell for it he might as well have, have called uh, called that female reporter honey or something with the outrage that is going to be it'll take a little time to percolate but they will go wait a second there's somebody who's not towing the line they need to formulate how because they can't have a black man not towing the liberal line they can't have that. That that's that. How does that help the cause? Not only is he not towing the liberal. It's one thing if he didn't tow the liberal line. It's that he actually torpedoed the liberal line. That that's a bridge too far, my friends. No way. Now it's forget the fact that you know if they didn't bring it up, it wouldn't be an issue. The left demands obedience. It doesn't matter how they stumble across the disobedience, the independent thought, the thinking for yourself. It doesn't matter how that came about. Once it is discovered, it must be quashed. It must be destroyed. And so there will be pieces. Right now, I bet you that uh, that guy who wrote the uh, the thing about it doesn't matter. There's no way that hate crime with the Duke volleyball is fake. Of course, remember that story? Hey, they're screaming the N-word at me at, at BYU. No, they weren't. That guy who said, it's true, and uh, you just don't want to admit it. That guy's going to write a think piece again for USA Today going, can you believe what Coach Bull said? He is obviously a beneficiary of these uh, policies that he does not want to uh, talk about. And that's an outrage, and that's wrong, and blah, 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 blah. They will circle the wagons. There are people out there in sports media who are very good dogs who understand that while they're in sports media, they still have the overarching obedience to the Democrat Party and to the left-wing progressive agenda, come what may. Das machst nichts auf Deutsch on purpose. Lastly today, I'm going to play, it's uh, a little faux pas member of Congress, she did not recognize that she made this mistake. Representative Angie Craig, in a debate, said something that is the exact opposite of, I'm sure, what she wanted to say. But every once in a while, a Democrat slips up and tells you the truth. (laughs) She's from Minnesota's 2nd Congressional District. It is a debate 
Uh, it's about six seconds long, but it is a thing of beauty. I will never stop standing up for Big Pharma and Thank standing you. against my constituents. Thank you. <laughs> I will never stop standing up for Big Pharma and standing up against my constituents. Uh, you said the loud or the quiet part out loud. You should. You told them the truth. I will never stop fighting for the people who donate a ton of money to my campaign. Oh, never. And all of those people who don't, to hell with you. <laughs> you got to, it might, when a Democrat tells you the truth and it doesn't happen very often, you got to believe them. You've got to believe them. Good job, Angie Craig. Now, I know she screwed up and she meant the opposite, but it's still funny as hell. It's still funny as hell. Fetterman's sitting there somewhere in Pennsylvania going, what did she wrong that was say? I'm going to hell. What are you going to do? At least we'll smile on the way there, huh? That's all I ask. A little bit of laugh along the way. All right, that is just about enough out of me, young ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate you listening, downloading, sharing, telling a friend and all that good stuff. Um, by the way... Lots of uh, favorable comments and emails about the Week in and Review this week. If you want to check it out, if you want to see what the Curse Program is all about, email me, DerekAllenHunter at gmail.com. Just, no, bloody still to be quiet. Just uh, put something like uh, W-I-F-R in the subject line, and I'll send it to you. I'll, I'll email you the file. You can listen to it. You can see what it is. There's some good analogies in there that... Um, uh, well, they require, I think, swearing. We shall see if I can't work them in other ways. But, you know, once I get going, I get going. Speaking of which, once I get going, I get going. The winner of the contest this week has chosen the Megan Kelly autographed book. The winner goes by Sissy O on uh, DerekHunter.Locals.com. So if you're Sissy O, and that's all I know, I don't know anything about a real name or whatever, Email me, DerekAllenHunter at gmail.com, and also reply to the comment on the post. And then I'll know that it's you, and I will get you the book as quickly as humanly possible. That means that we've got a new book this week. Uh, grab it. Thank God I remember to bring it upstairs. That means Rand Paul is returning. Rand Paul is back, and he's going against Judge Janine Pirro. Yes, her book, Liars, Leakers, and Liberals, The Case Against the Anti-Trump Conspiracy. It's a, This is a book-plate edition. I got it from uh, the American Conservative Union at some event that they had. I forget what it was. But uh, it's the, the book-plate is in there. It's in the book. So you get it. It's a second, first edition, second printing or something. Whatever. It's Judge Janine Pirro's autograph. It's going against Rand Paul. Just go to patreon.com slash Podcast or derekhunter.locals.com. Comment on the post with the pictures of these books with which one you would like to have should your name be lucky enough to be drawn by one of my children or swatted at or screamed at or meowed at by one of my cats. Whatever. I'm flexible. I appreciate the hell out of your support. I really do, you guys. Thank you. And thank you to, to Joseph out there. You know who you are. I went over to your house a couple of weeks ago. You're far too generous. It makes me uncomfortable. But thank you. All right. It's Monday. Good Lord. Is it Friday yet? Let's get started. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Thank you for listening. 